Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun. I am your hostess, Veronica Trulia, and I am here to help you navigate your 20s through all things lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Martinis and Bikinis. Today, we have on our first male guest, and you guys better buckle up because I know that this guy is going to bring all the heat, positive energy, and advice for you guys today. Our guest is not only a Bachelor franchise alum, but he is also the founder and creator of the app, It's Miracle Season, which is a community and transformation-building app based on mindfulness, spirituality, and positivity. On top of that, he is a number one best-selling author for his book, 100 Words of Wisdom, and his healing workbook, Transformation, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Energy, Change Your Life, which I 100% need, by the way. <laughs> so without further ado, please welcome Eric Bigger to the podcast. How are we, Eric? Hey, thank you for the intro. Of I'm course. Phenomenal. It's a good day to be in the studio and uh, get some questions. I know. <laughs> it's so funny that I actually met you on my first day in LA. Oh, that was your first day? That was my first day. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you had a few days here prior. No, okay. no. I literally had the most LA day of my life. Cryo. I know. We went to Pevolve. So I actually yeah. met you through my childhood friend, Betsy. Betsy. She actually was on the podcast a few months ago. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a podcast episode on friendship and it was hilarious, but... She introduced me to you. We went to like Pevolve that morning and then Erewhon and then went to cryotherapy with you, yeah, which was cryo like... Cryo Healthcare. Shout out to Cryo Yeah, shout out to Cryo Healthcare. They were amazing. It yeah. was so cool getting to talk to them. But that was like a whole new experience for me. I'd never done it before. Yeah. But it was hilarious because Eric had to like really talk us through it. Yeah, yeah. You guys were... You know, I mean, it's pretty cold. Negative 240. Yeah. In a freezer box. Some people get claustrophobic and right. they're just afraid. Mm-hmm. But cold air is good sometimes when you're in pain. Yeah. At least in your body, inflammation. So I've been doing cryo for what, seven years. Wow. And it's a way of recovery. I think a lot of times in a fitness space, health and wellness, we all work out, we mm-hmm. eat good. Yeah, look at my body, look at me. But your body breaks down. You have to repair, you have to rejuvenate, and you have to restore and recover. So I think recovery is so undervalued in that space of the fitness world. And I think it's important. So I go there about twice a week. I do the cryo chamber, yeah. two minutes, 15 seconds. They also have a, a red light therapy, lead therapy. Oh, well, I need to try that. It's really good for like your skin, healing, and just speeds up recovery. And then they have Beamer treatment. What's that? Which uh, speeds up the blood flow in your body. Oh, yeah. that's important for like circulation. Yeah, circulation. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So... I had done, like, cold plunges and stuff before. But this was, like, a whole new experience because it's, like, they pump nitrogen into this little box. And me and Betsy decided to go in together. And you can, like, play a song there, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. So we were playing, like, one of our favorite songs. And we go in, and then the nitrogen just starts pouring in. And Betsy just freaks the fuck out. Like, it made me nervous. So we, like, run out. And then Eric just, like, gives us this pep talk and, like, gave us the motivation to go back in. And we conquered it. We did it for two minutes. Yeah, because it's all about everything's in your mind. Mm-hmm. If I gave you a million dollars to stay in there for two minutes, you might stay. Right. Why? Because I just challenged your mind. Like, well, shh, I just gave you incentive to do it. Rewards the stuff. So I always tell clients, I tell people, I said, you always say no when it's easy to. But what if this? You might change. But it's also it's a good time to know that some things are not for everybody. Right. I've taken people there and they have knee problems and their knees are even hurt more because of the cold. It's too cold. 
So I had an ACL reconstruction actually yeah. in high school. And whenever the cold weather starts to hit on the East Coast, I feel my like joints or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Not a scientist. But I feel it like kind of like getting a little stiff. So I guess that could contribute yeah. with the cold. And it's just not for everybody. I think people should kind of be open to it. But I've been taking cold showers mm -hmm. as well as doing cryo. So I'm all about improving the mind, the body, right. the spirit. Life hacks. Cold showers good for your skin. It strengthens your immune system. It decreases depression and stress levels within your body. Because think about it. When you go in the cold what's happening to your body? You're tensing up. Like, mm -hmm. when you're tense, that means your body's in fear. Right. You're like, oh. But imagine you you are tense and then you do this for a few years and the next thing you know, you're like, oh, it's just cold and I'm, <laughs> I'm relaxed. Yeah. So now think outside of the cold plunge, outside of cryo, outside of the cold shower, something negative happens, right? Or something traumatizing or that's probably challenging. You might not react so because you're so, you're used to the challenge of being in the cold, mm -hmm. which trains your body and your mind and your nervous system when things happen to kind of like be more present or grounded. So it's a little life hack I've been using for years. I love it. Yeah. And I think whenever you start to take care of yourself and kind of try these new like wellness hacks and yeah. things like that, I always feel like 110% better. Like, I feel like the best version of me whenever I'm experimenting with new things. Yeah. And I think the first thing I noticed, I'm a big fan of Wim Hof. So I love Wim Hof. yes, he's so cool. He's the man. But I started doing cold showers because of him. And you kind of notice that like sympathetic nervous system reaction whenever you're like reacting yeah. as opposed to like the parasympathetic. Is that how you say it? Paras Sympathetic? I that sounds. I don't right know. I was listening brain. to a meditation <laughs> earlier, and basically, I learned about like the seven eleven breath work, where you like breathe in for seven, but then you breathe out longer, uh -huh. which like is supposed to contribute to like a, your parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an expert, yeah. but yeah, I definitely want to get into all of this because I know that you have so much knowledge on like perspective and wellness yeah. and like just all of like the tips and tricks. For sure. But let's start with the roots. So. Tell me about Eric from the beginning. Like, where are you from? Yeah. And yeah, just any background that you want to provide uh, to the audience. Well, you know, to everyone listening, if anyone's familiar with the DMV, yeah. East Coast. He's a Baltimore guy. I'm a Baltimorean. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. West Baltimore, to be exact. Baltimore was where I was born and raised. Grew up. Anybody who has any background on Baltimore, if you watch The Wire, right? No, yeah. <laughs> I kind of grew up in those parts where it was challenging. It was pretty different. Yeah. A lot of negative things that go on. And growing up in a city, you develop thick skin. Right. You know how to deal with adversity. You just get it. It's just like, it's like a, uh, you're conditioned to deal with the negatives more so than the positives because it's so common in a neighborhood mm -hmm. that people are going to jail, that right. murders are happening, violence. So growing up in that, playing basketball, that was like my dream. I wanted to be a professional athlete. And yeah, so basketball was like the vehicle that kind of kept me focused. It didn't get kept me out of trouble, but it gave me the identity. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to tell anyone listening that sports is a way of life. Sports can help you in life. Sports can improve your psyche, your discipline, right. your motivation. So it gave me so many life attributes by just playing basketball and being a captain on some of my teams and winning and learning. 
And yeah, so I wanted to be a professional basketball. I wanted to go to the NBA. Hey, it's not too late. Yeah, <laughs> and it didn't happen, people. So fun fact, I had to go pro in life. Yes, so, I love that. You know, I discovered after college. So I went to City College High School in Baltimore. And then from there, I went to Howard Community College, nice. where I went to junior college for two years, graduated, had two AA degrees, and then I transferred to Hampton University in VA, Amazing. where I got my BS in entrepreneurship. And from there, you know, I left and I went to LA. I booked a one-way ticket, $1,000. I knew one person and that's when the dream living started. And that's why I discovered I had to go pro in life. Wow. Because <laughs> I wasn't a professional in, in sports. I feel like sometimes investing in yourself is like yeah. that first step. It's like, yeah. okay, this is real. I'm going to do this. Yeah. So I think that's amazing. And I think it's also too, like I was young. I was 22, a month removed from graduation. And mm -hmm. I had a government job in D.C., at the Census Bureau. I didn't like the Ugh. corporate environment. I was mm -hmm. like, ah, not for me. Not for me either. And I just, it wasn't, here's the thing about life, right? Words have meaning and power. And we give meaning to them. So when I moved to LA at 22, with $1,000 in my name, I wasn't taking a risk. It was a decision. Mm -hmm. So the reason I bring those two words up, because when I first moved here in 2010, yeah, 2010, for the first three months, most of my family members and friends would, could always ask me, are you coming back home? Are you coming back home? But I didn't understand their perspective. Like, why do you keep asking me that? It, it bothered me. Right. And then, you know, a friend was like, well, you are 3,000 miles away. You don't know anyone out there. You're by yourself. And I was like, hmm. It's like a foreign concept. I've never looked at it like that. Mm -hmm. But my perspective was never in that paradigm. So I didn't live from that lens. It was more so like going away to college because I wanted to go to grad school. Mm -hmm. And that didn't happen when I got here. But like I said, I made a decision. It wasn't a risk in my mind. So I was able to not really live from a scarcity mindset, even though it was a lot of fear-based, you know, once I got here because I had to figure it out. But I think it helped that my mindset was on, I didn't want to be in Baltimore. I have opportunity to go to LA. I'm gone. Yeah. Opposed to like, oh my God, am I going to do this? I'm going to LA. It's a different frequency, right? Right. And so to people listening, just know when you're making decisions, ask yourself, like, is it from a loving place? Is it from scarcity? Is it from peer pressure? Is it from your family members wanting you to do something for their benefit or they're trying to protect you from failing or whatever? Make sure it's something that you really want to do. And it was a gut instinct. You know, I read all the signs from the universe and I jumped. I'm here today. That's amazing. <laughs> I always tell people, like, if you're given the option, obviously not everybody has this privilege, but if you're given the option to leave your hometown, yeah. I think it is such an important lesson because you learn so much about yourself and then you're able to kind of get out of that bubble and like really experience life. And it's not based on what you're conditioned to know. Yeah. So for me, like I left Louisiana after 22. I lived in Louisiana my entire oh. life. Yeah. And I went to grad school in D.C. And I feel as if that was such a transformative time in my life because I was able to see even just a different part of America as opposed to like just growing up in like the deep South my entire life. Yeah. So I think that was like really eye-opening. I got to meet some like really interesting people. Like the DMV area is like a melting pot. Yeah, so I feel like it almost gave me so much emotional intelligence that I wouldn't have had if I stayed. Yeah. But, and I think in your 20s is the best time to move out of your hometown. Yeah. Because I always tell friends, I say, it's cool to be the big fish in a small pond, but see if you can be that same person in a bigger tank mm -hmm. when you're the smaller fish. 
And because you got to see what you have inside of you. Right. If you're not challenging that part of your spirit to see who you can become. And granted, look, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not meant to leave their hometown and go after their dreams and chase whatever they want. I just think, I always think like the back end, when you get older, you want to, at least in my mind, you want to feel like I did it all. I did everything I possibly could to be where I wanted to be. Whether it happens or not, I went for it. Because you see those surveys or those polls of people who get in their 80s or 90s and they say, if you could change anything, if you could do something different, what would it be? Yeah. And in most times they say, I wish I would have just took more chances or I would have spoke up more or I would have gave that relationship a different thought. Or And so I'm here to tell people because I've lived it, get after it. Mm-hmm. Why you can't, why you have the energy, the tenacity. Because in your 20s, they say you suppose it. I don't know. When you're younger, you think 20 is old, but it's oh my gosh, actually yes. young. So you're not going to have life figured out. No. So I don't know if anybody ever does. Yeah, but you know, some people get success early on. Right. A lot of money, but you still don't know who you are. No. And I tell that people in your 20s, like, do everything you want to do, everything you think about doing, fail a bunch of times. Even in relationships, you know, some people grow up in small towns where they get married early on mm-hmm. and have kids, which is fine. But if you haven't discovered you and lived outside of that, unless that's what you want, right. you're going to always be curious. I always say that. Yeah. And going back to what you said about like the people in their 80s getting those surveys, yeah. I've always kind of lived my life from the lens of I would rather be on my deathbed, mm-hmm. like regretting the things that I did instead of regretting the things that I never did, wow. that I didn't get that's to good. do. And... I think life is just full of trial and error. Yeah. Like, nobody's ever going to have it perfectly figured out. Nobody. Because if you did, how boring would that be? Very boring. So, I, like, love that you, like, played into that insight. Because I think it's super important. Because, yeah, there's going to be people that, like, kind of like that more traditional life. Especially because I think, as a society, America's kind of ingrained this into us. Yeah. So, you know, you go to school. And then you graduate, hopefully, if you get that opportunity. And then you get married, have kids, you know. And that's not the necessary, like, path anymore. Yeah. Like, people are kind of, like, just, like, debunking the status quo. And I, like, really love that. But... It's true. And I think that America has programmed us and conditioned us to play it safe. Right. Right? And it's 2023. There's a book I read probably seven years ago. It's called Plan It Safe is the New Risk. Oh. Right? And so if you think about it, go to school. Get a well-paying job. Get benefits. Have your 401k, have your Roth IRA, you know, yeah. have your investments. Like, granted, that is great. I think that's, that structure, that stability, that infrastructure is amazing. But if you get to beneath all of it, it's really a scarcity mentality. Because mm-hmm. it's telling you to have all your ducks in a row before you can do something or go after something. So there's a quote that I shared on a podcast I was, I was on like a month ago. And it goes, it's pertaining to like education in school. Mm-hmm. So it says, the A students work for the B students. Mm-hmm. The B students, the A students work for the B students. The C students own the company the B students running. Right? <laughs> and the D students own the land that the C students company is on. So if that's not a matter of perspective, and I'm not saying don't go to school. Right. Don't educate yourself. Don't improve your skills. Is that school and education in that form is not for everybody. Yeah, it's not linear. It's not linear. I've done it. Graduated with honors. 
No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. No when you're an adult, bro. literally nobody cares. It's nobody like, cares. They like pressure you so much whenever yeah. you're in that position in your life. They're like, if you don't get a 4.0, yeah. you're not going to get into any schools and you're not going to get any jobs. And... It's so limiting, yeah. and I honestly think that's probably what, like, sets so many limiting beliefs for people. Oh, for sure. And it's almost like a trauma response. Like, whenever they get older, they're like, oh, like, I can't do this because, like, I yeah. am not capable. And I feel like that's, like, really interesting. And you said something earlier. I also want to say that EQ is way more valuable than IQ. Yeah. Once you get to a certain level. Because you got to have strong emotional intelligence. All the great people I've studied and been around, it's all about how they respond to problems and changes and challenges and adversity. And it's also how they think. There's a book called The Third Circle Theory. And in the book, he was saying that people react to information in fear. So, and I, I pretty pretty much, I probably would say 88 to 95% of us, when COVID came out, we were emotionally triggered if someone texted you around that time that they got COVID, right? Mm-hmm. But think about it. If I text you and say, you know, Veronica, I'm sorry, I can't make the podcast. I got COVID. In that moment of the 2020 pandemic, you might have responded in a way like, oh, shit. Like, but it's just information. Yeah. I'm literally sending you information through a text that you have power over, but based on the status quo, propaganda, how they market to us from the media, mm-hmm. we take on that information, we internalize it, we materialize it, and we give it our own meaning, which then creates fear. But it's just information. All I did was gave you a text message. Yeah. And so in the book, he was like, you have to be able to take on information and know when someone's sending you something, even an ex or a partner, and it's triggering, you have power and choice over how you respond if you are aware. Right. And I think EQ, even in my life, like being on TV, especially reality TV, there's things that go on in that realm that people don't know about that's triggering, that's challenging. Because people automatically get a perception of what they see, but they don't know you. Right. So if they do see you, they think they have this perception of who they think you are, and then you're held accountable to that stereotype or that persona, and there are moments where people forget, like, hold on, I'm human. I'm a person. I have feelings. People take things way too seriously. Oh, but they don't know better, right? Right. So, prime example, I might be out, and I haven't been on Bachelor franchise in probably like four years, right? But say someone's a fan and we're out yeah. and I'm having a good time saying with my lady, we're drinking, we're dancing. And fans of the show, they come up and that's all they want to talk about. They're so into the to the moment of seeing me on the show, but they're not even aware that that's all they're talking about. They're not even processing that we're out at a bar or we're out at a lounge and we're having dinner and we're conversing yeah. and we're having a good time. So I don't blame them, but this is because I had to do the research and understand like, okay... I'm emotionally aware that they're not aware. So let me have grace and compassion for them so they know what they don't know so I can still handle this with love. Yeah, love and grace. And I think that you are a really graceful person. Even like our first time meeting, like I immediately wanted you on the podcast because I love people that are kind of like-minded in a sense. Uh -uh. I think personal connection is so much more important than like status. Absolutely. So whenever I meet people that are like famous or influencers or whatever, I'm not concerned with like expressing their accolades to them, if that makes sense. I'm more focused on like getting to know them from like a human perspective. But I was actually like going through your app last night and you have like this one module and it's how to stop caring what people think. 
And I kind of want you to like just expand on that a little bit because I thought that was so interesting. There's so many people that get so worked up about what others think. I'm one of them because for so long, I was a people pleaser because of my abandonment wound as a kid, not getting love I wanted from my parents. I became this person where I didn't want to lose people, so I found ways Codependency, in a sense? Oh, not even. See, the thing is, that's a great word. It was codependency, but it was reverse. I see. I depended on people to depend on me to Mm. be me for them. Mm. So I was doing everything out of the benefit of them needing me to be me for them so I can be fulfilled. And what happened was I cared too much what people think. I remember my therapist telling me six years ago, and this was before TV, and she said, Eric, you care too much what people think. And she said, you'll go work out and have a great physique, but you won't take your shirt off because you care what people are going to think. You think people are going to think you're conceited or you're just, just like, she said, well, guess what? God gave you gifts. And if you don't use them, you're going to lose them. He's going to take them from you. She said, you need to carry some conceit. You're too humble. And I was just like, wow, what? It's because I care too much. And me caring too much or being too humble will leave you miserable or will leave you broke. And I discovered that going on TV, now the world sees you. Now you're really opened up. And there was a moment where someone was in my DM and I was going back and forth with this woman for 40 minutes. And I told myself for that moment, I will never, ever do it again. Because this woman doesn't know me from anywhere. I said, you didn't even know me from TV, uh, before TV. You don't know who I am. But I allow that person, their energy to dictate how I felt yeah. because I cared too much. And so I'm, right. I'm basically what I what I'm saying on the app is that the reason you can't care what people think is people are going to care and think anyway. That's just life. But when you think of the big picture in the grand scheme of things, no one really cares. Yeah. Because they have their own problems, their own desires and wants and fears and failures. But we're being conditioned and programmed to care. Exactly. Right? It's not no one's fault. They don't know better. But this is the way the world has programmed us to control us. Exactly. And like speaking on like abandonment, like that's something that I can resonate with. Yeah. And I had a familial experience like that as a kid. I feel like my entire life, I felt like I had to prove myself to people. Oh, yeah. And I think part of that is like through service, right? So I think I really relate to what you said. It's like you get pleasure out of helping other people. But then sometimes that boundary can get so jaded and you just allow whoever into your space and into and it, your like energy you. field. Yeah. You get the short end of the stick. I didn't know how to say no. And then I always played this, I had this persona that I was okay. But when people left me, oh, I was hurting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I was afraid if I spoke how I really felt or spoke my truth, people would leave me. And then when I got on the show and I had an opportunity to speak on my real feelings, my family was like, they were mad. Like, I had to deal with stuff from friends and family that was challenging where some friends are no longer friends. Some family are no longer as close. And that was the tough part. I'm like, damn, like, really? And then you realize, oh, maybe this person always has some envy or some jealousy. It's okay, but it's never easy to kind of embrace because it's so like, what? Right. But you got to be your most authentic self. You have to be transparent. But people, trust me, caring what another person thinks won't help you, won't help them. It's only going to hurt both parties in the end. Because if you have a gift that you know you can do and you're great at it, but you're letting your partner, your friend, whoever dictate what you do and how you do it because you their feedback is more than yours, you're wasting your, your gift and, and the blessing that you've been given. 
I think support systems are so big. And I think over the past couple of years, I realized how important it is to surround yourself with people that uplift you as opposed to like discouraging you. But I do kind of want to shift gears a little bit. And I don't know if this is something you get asked a lot, but I kind of want to like talk about The Bachelor franchise just for a second. But kind of speaking on what we just talked about, nobody really has this like real perception of like who you are. Right. Do you feel like when you're in that bubble, it's like kind of nerve-wracking because you well, know that you're going to come off a certain way? Well, that's a great question because no one that goes on that show know who they are in that situation because you've never been in it. I don't care how much deep work you've done, how much you read. If you've never been in a position like that to be so vulnerable and open, you don't really know who you are until you're in it. So... I think for me, the show amplified my experiences of me discovering more of who I am. Do you feel like it helped you become more of an open person? Oh, yes. Oh, Because you're yes. sharing it with like millions of people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well what happened was I, I became really good because I was the people pleaser. Everyone came to me when they needed things. I was really good at people telling me everything about themselves, but they would never know anything about me. Yeah. So I would seek to understand then to be understood. So I remember on Bachelor in Paradise, shouts out to Eddie Young, my, my producer. He said, you want to know what you're doing right now? I was like, come on, give it to me. Give it to me. He said, nobody wants to date a fucking therapist, bro. <laughs> it's like, you're asking this girl all these questions. You're not even relating. She said she a single mom. Wasn't your mom single? You could have related. That could have been. And I was like, it rocked my world. Yeah, that's funny. And I funny. was like, damn, I'm just asking questions. I'm not relating. Because I built this persona like, oh, I just want to know about you. And I didn't know how to connect to myself to share my part of my life to someone else because it never was about me as a kid. Yeah. So I never was put in a position where I, I was like, okay, what about you, Eric? How do you feel? What's on your mind? What do you want? What are your fears? So when it's not about you and you're like, okay, cool, I guess I'm not that important. I'm going to make it about the other party. So mm-hmm. that franchise, that show, that platform really healed me. Like, I was on TV for 10 weeks. I found out, you know, as a man, you can be very vulnerable and trustworthy and truthful with women, and they're not going to hate you. They're going to love you more. Exactly. I think that's something that a lot of men don't know. And so men just think they have to lie and they have to manipulate because or else if they tell the truth, she's not going to want me. And in some sense, yeah, maybe. But it's, I've learned, like, the more truthful you are as a man with a woman, the stronger the bond becomes. If she's a genuine soul and she kind of understands where you're at and where you're trying to go. Definitely. Okay, so with all this wellness chit-chat, I figured it would be super helpful to talk about supplements. I love supplements and I'm always trying new brands and products, but I've been absolutely so loyal to one brand for years. And that brand is Ritual. I'm obsessed with Ritual because their products contain simple, clean ingredients, and they curate the ultimate daily multivitamin for men, women, kids, pregnant women, and postpartum women. They're some of the top scientists in the world. I love their multivitamin, their daily shakes, and they even just came out with a new gut health symbiotic. They use traceable ingredients, they're non-GMO, vegan, and they use no artificial colorants. You can get a monthly subscription, so that you can take the worry out of it and get their products delivered straight to your door. So I have a very exciting offer. You can actually get $15 off your purchase by heading to our show notes and tapping on our unique link. Don't miss out on this discount. All you have to do is head to the show notes, 
tap on the unique link to shop with $15 off. And again, that's $15 off by heading to the show notes and tapping the unique link to shop. Keep your standards high with Ritual. I think it's interesting because I feel like society has kind of warped the perception of like what like a female desires. Mm -hmm. And it's like now like lying, manipulating and like not having that like communication is almost looked at as like masculine. When in reality, I think like being an open book and having those communication skills are so important in a relationship. And women like really admire that. I think it's really important to have a partner that's, like, emotionally intelligent. Oh, yes. And is able to, like, converse with somebody about their feelings and open up. And that's the thing I've realized. Like, my life has always been the opposite of what everyone says they want. Or, like, for me, because I was emotionally intelligent, mature, evolved in a certain aspect, and known all this information about myself, I would meet women that said they wanted that but because it was so rare in a man at my age, they didn't know what to do with it when it came. Mm-hmm. It kind of like pushed them away. Like, oh my God, this right. guy is even intense. Oh, he's not lying to me. He's telling me the truth. Oh my God, I can't. There's not too much to fix right here. Now I got to be emotionally vulnerable and mature. And so over my course of my life of dating, most women have told me, she's like, honestly, you're just different. And most men are just not that in tune with themselves and their emotions and their feelings. and it's rare. And it would make me feel like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Well, some women like like a project. Yeah. Which I think kind of deserves some self-reflection on them. And I'm not telling people to do things that they don't want to do. But yeah. I do think whenever you're like fully 110% happy with yourself yeah. and know what you want out of a partner, like I always say that In order to truly be happy, you have to do that on your own. Yes. You can't look for that in somebody else. So once you have that core happiness, then you can find somebody that complements that happiness as opposed to like inspires that happiness or like makes you happy. It's all, it all comes from within. And I know that's kind of cliche, but I think it's like so matter of fact. Yeah. And I I think it's big and it's huge. And I discovered that over my time and I'm dating someone right now. And when we first started dating, I I told her, I said, listen, I don't want you to be you for me. Mm -hmm. I want you to be you for you. Right. Because the moment you be you for me, you're going to lose you trying to please me. I love that. I don't want you to do that. I want you to be you for you. I'm going to be myself (laughs) for myself. And then we come together. Yes. Because when you're doing things to make you happy, then you you don't have to worry about doing something to make me happy. I'm already going to be happy. Right. Because you're happy. So your vibration, your spirit, your energy is already in that spirit of I love myself. I know myself. Hey, how you doing today? How are you? That's just going to amplify me wanting to love you more and give to you more and be Mm -hmm. more happy. And it's hard because from both sides, we're conditioned. As men, you know, you have stability. You got to give. You got to provide, protect. And women, there are more nurturing, more giving, more caring. And sometimes they feel like, let me do these things to get this love. And he's like, let me have these things to get this love. And it's like, no, how about you love yourself? How about you take care of yourself? And then we meet in the middle and then we can figure out where the balance is. So it's hard because we're programmed differently, but people always be yourself for yourself. And another person cannot make you happy. I'm sorry. They can add to your happiness, but their intentions is not to make you happy. Because if you're not happy by yourself, you're not going to be happy with someone else. 
Yeah, I do think that there's, like, a lot of men that, and, like, not all of them again, but that can be kind of intimidated by somebody that doesn't need them, Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, for me, I don't necessarily think at this time in my life that I need somebody to make me happy. So, even if I, like, have this long-term partner, Even like exes I've had in the past, I didn't need them. Maybe in my earlier days, whenever I was like vulnerable and didn't know what I was doing. But I feel like that can be really hard for somebody to hear. Like, I love you. I care for you, but I don't need you. Like, I would be happy with or without you, but I prefer to be with you. And I think everybody listening should take that and put it somewhere on a calendar, the refrigerator, a notebook. (laughs) The moment you don't need anything is when you get everything. When you don't need it, that's when you're going to have it. But if you think you need something, even if you get it, you don't know how to have it. Does yeah. that make sense? No, it does. And so I've learned, like, in my situation, like, they don't need me. I don't need them. Yeah. But I'm happy to have them. Have you guys taken the love language quiz? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. Like Do you, you think it's important to take? Yeah, but I think what in this situation was different than all my— This person is highly emotionally intelligent. Very intellect. And she's outside of the franchise, oh, yeah, right? For sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very smart, very went to Ivy League school. Like wow. She's powerful. Like we love a smart, successful lady. Yeah, and she's independent and she's not like some pushover. I don't want I don't mind a woman being submissive, but I want to challenge. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what the stimulation for me is the mind and the conversation. And I think prior to that, it was a lot of physical with women. I thought I was getting to know them, but it was a lot of the physical stuff was in the way of that. I think people care way too much about that sometimes. And I do think it's important to an extent, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be like the epicenter of the relationship. So when you can be you by yourself for a long time, be by myself for a long time, so I know myself in and out. Even when I'm triggered, even when I'm afraid, I know myself. Right. I'm like, oh, oh, look at you. You're running. Look at you running from love. Someone's trying to give you love and you running. Ah, look at you. And I was like, nope. You're going to sit here and you're going to receive it even if it's uncomfortable because I know because of information I have that... Even if someone is trying to give me love at this point in my life, because I have the information, I know it's healthy. Right. But the old me, when someone's giving me love, I'm running because it it seems unhealthy because I didn't get that growing up. Does that make sense? No, it does. So I think when we have things in our life that's foreign, you might be the guy and he's so caring, he's so nurturing, he's so good. It's like, whoa, bro, like, get away. And you're like, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. if you can't relate, you can't really appreciate what's coming. So it, it's just... Emotional intelligence, doing deep work on yourself, understanding who you are, and not needing anyone. Right. Really counting on yourself for your happiness, your joy, your love, and seeing what works best for you. Exactly. So what do you think it's like dating somebody outside of the franchise as opposed to dating somebody like within the franchise? That's the thing. I never dated no one in the franchise. Oh, yeah. Rather than just on TV. So you were on Rachel's season, and you were like the runner-up, basically. I think there was three of you guys. second runner-up. And you guys are friends now, right? Yeah, I actually got an email from her publicist. She's having a new book coming out. I think it's called Real Love. I think the book release is like March 3rd, so I'll be there in support. Brian is one of my close friends. What a huge, like, pivotal moment. Oh, yeah, I went to the wedding and everything. Like, it's love. Like, it's like family for me. Like, And then on the show, I discovered her uncle went to... Harvard with my aunt. So wow. it was just like, what are Small the chances? World. Yeah, like, it's one of them things where I believe the universe chooses people for you if you're in alignment of what you're supposed to be doing and going, that 
there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, so it's I feel like a like blessing she, in disguise. Yeah, I feel like she was chosen for my path and she helped me receive love and understand love in a more authentic way. And I appreciate it for that. So it's all love. It's cool. I think that's like super admirable and cool that yeah. like, I'm like a big believer that you can be friends with people that you've been like romantically involved yeah. with. I know some people have different perspectives on that. And then there's also like certain situational things that like clearly that shouldn't happen. But yeah. I think that sometimes we're introduced to people in our lives and we have to be redirected. And it's like, oh, this person was placed into my life, but like maybe it wasn't for this reason. So I think that's like super cool. Do you still have like a lot of friendships like within Oh uh, Yeah, the I still have a few guys. We still have a group chat that we all, yeah. you know, tap into. And there's a few guys I still talk to. Some people are in committed relationships. Some, I'm Adam and Raven have kids, but I have a second one. Brown and Rachel are here now. They've been here for a few years. Joe, I talk to Joe every now and then. He's in New York. Grocery store with, Joe? Yeah, grocery store Joe with oh Serena. Wait, um, they're like really cute. Yeah. So I haven't watched like every single season, I'm going to yeah. be honest, but I did watch that season mm -hmm. and like I thought he was just so sweet and mm -hmm. she's like so like charismatic. Yeah, so, so they seem like a good match. You know, and then you get to a point where you just outgrow that franchise as far as like your lifestyle. Yeah. Your lifestyle, because for me, I can't speak for everybody else, it felt kind of like high school because oh, yeah. some people, they get in that group of people and they niche, they, like they, they, they click up and it's okay. And it's okay because people build their brands and friendships out of that. Like I was actually with uh, Chris Randon last night at the Liquor Game. Mm -hmm. We wrote out my first book together. Oh, cool. Change your mindset, change your energy, change your oh, yeah, life. Oh, wrote that together. We wrote that together so over cool. the pandemic. And we was just catching up over life and relationships and where we are as men. And it's just, it was good. I feel like it's probably nice to have yeah. people that get it because mm -hmm. you were kind of thrown into such like a unique experience. Yeah. I can't even imagine what that's like. Yeah. And I feel, so I have something really funny to share with you. Mm -hmm. I actually matched with a Bachelor alum on oh. a dating app. Let's get it. I'm going to go uh, on a show. I know the casting director. Hey, Chelsea, I, I think I, I got a girl no, for no, you. No, 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 She's an entrepreneur and she's a Capricorn. And I think she's ready <laughs> to get her roles. I'm going to be honest. I don't <laughs> think that I would like really do well in that setting. That's why you should do it. Oh, God. I don't know. No, no, no. It's always when you don't think you should in that situation. Because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna develop parts of you that you didn't know need development, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, I didn't know that that bothered me." Oh wow, I'm actually like this person. <laughs> wow, I'm falling in love. Wow, we're we're in the helicopters. Well, like, I, I'm a really competitive person, yeah. so like I think I would like get. I don't know. I don't know what That's I would be good. like in that situation. Yeah. But I feel so weird, like reaching out to this person. Like neither one of us have like messaged each other, yeah. and I'm like. Like, he's cute, but yeah. I'm like, I feel weird because, like, I've seen you on TV. <laughs> like, yeah. it just, like, seems wrong. It feels like I've been in, like, your space, and I just, I don't know. Yeah. Like, ha have you ran into that in the past? Oh, yeah, and girls? I think that's, that's the thing with, with people don't, you get so judged in this space. If you're a guy and you're on a dating show, especially a big one, you're a guy and you have a look, you just get all these preconceived notions of who you are, how you yeah, are. Yeah, kind of what you talked about. And earlier. so people just kind of, like, Oh, yeah, I know you have a lot of girls. Oh, I know. And it's like, yeah, but that's not true. What happens is I've been on several dating apps as well. And you meet people and you're like, cool. And then you meet, a, you might meet a few people like I have. And like, I used to watch you. <laughs> By the way, my ex and I used to be fans of yours. No. Like, I didn't run into like a lot of different, or you're out. Yeah. I remember in New York probably like 2018... Shouts out to Mr. Purple. Oh, Mr. Purple. That's my spot. We talked about that in the podcast episode last yeah. week with my friend that lived in New York. So it was, I was one night, 
I think I had to like be on TV the next morning for an interview. I don't know. I don't press. I think I was on press. And it was just one girl. And she just was like, it was me, my manager, her, and like a few of her friends. And she was just so nice and cool. And she was buying drinks for everybody. And I'm just, I'm just receiving, but in the back yeah. of my mind, I'm like, why is she doing all this? And then as we about to leave, she's like, can I get a photo? <laughs> and I was like, why are you on a photo? She's like, I don't know. I just think you're really cool. But it was like, she came into the situation as if she didn't know me, which is fine. Right. But then on the back end, she did know me and she played like she didn't. And then it just made it weird. Yeah, you kind of have to be honest up, yeah, up front. Yeah, so I'm more, I appreciate the people that come and just like, listen, I think you're dope. I think you're genuine. <laughs> Can we... Whatever. But right. I think when you don't do that and you play, like, it's just weird. And so it makes me, as a man, you know, dealing with a woman, like, I don't really know what you're on. And so then you, as the individual, you go with this preconceived perception that everybody's like that and everyone's not. Right. Because some people don't know you on the, for the show and some people... Or the challenge was, okay, great. Years have went by. I'm not on TV. They don't know me. Great. I feel like the, there's, like, a trust factor involved. The challenge thing is then if you go to my social and you see a blue check, the perception goes back into a whole nother paradigm where you don't know if people are really dating you for you or are they dating you for what they see. Yeah. And I think that's been the hardest struggle for me. Uh, I've dated people before that were fans or was that I found out later or I knew and it was like, okay, that's cool. But you, it's an odd space to be in. Yeah, I, well, it was just, like, interesting to me because, like, this just happened. And I was like, wait, this is so weird because Eric's literally yeah. on the podcast. I have to ask him. But I think, like, being up front, yeah. like, at first is probably so important because I feel like that's trust. Yeah, if you knew all the this room. information yeah. and didn't share it or disclose it, it's like, that's kind of weird. Get it out the way so we can just Yeah, like, don't be day. a fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> but I guess everybody has, like, their own intentions and, like, yeah, even, even when I see people that I admire, or it could be anybody just like I'm a fan of, like I'm giving them their just due and their presence. I'm not acting like I don't know. Like, no, like if I saw LeBron, LeBron, I think you're amazing. Like I was just at Soho and I saw, uh, but I didn't, I was talking oh, at a one? meeting in West Hollywood. Oh, uh, I went to that one when my friend was in town. It's I so I saw nice. Simon Simic or Sinek. He has a book, Start With Why. Oh. He was in there. I'm like, wow, that's the, I was like, but he was walking away. I was at a table with some guys, but... I literally would acknowledge him, like, man, I really love what you're doing. Like, yeah. thank you for the motivation. Thank you for your your intellect. And I think it's okay. Yeah. Like, if you are a fan of someone or you admire someone's presence or what they do, like, give them that. If someone has it and you like it, it's okay to say. You're not like. I think it's kind of validating too, because yeah. I know that there's like a lot of hard work that's put in. Also, so Lewis Howes one time, like School of Greatness podcast. I'm like, hey man, he, you're Pisces like me. I love your work. <laughs> I took your mastermind like six years ago. That's how I wrote my first book. It's okay, people. Yeah. Don't be too cool to say hi to people you really are fans of. Right. Well, having a swimwear line, we have a lot of models yeah. that are influencers now. So for New York Fashion Week, there's this amazing girl, Mare. She's actually based in LA. She's a fitness instructor. She's coming on the podcast next week. I'm okay. so excited. But she is like so successful. She like just started her fitness app last week. And I looked at her social media before she was walking for me. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is so cool. Mm -hmm. I would like love to be friends with her. And I looked on like a random post and she was a Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> her birthday's the day before mine. Oh, and wow. I was like, That's... and I texted her. I said, oh my gosh, like I absolutely love your content and you're a Capricorn. Like yeah. I can't wait for you to walk for me. So I think it's like being upfront with like people about how they're affecting you yeah. and how they're inspiring you or motivating you. Yeah. And I'm on such a smaller scale, but like in DC, I do like the restaurant reviews. So sometimes I'll have people approach me and they'll be like, 
oh my gosh, are you from TikTok? And it's yeah. great, but that's usually like all it is. But then there's like the rare people that will come up and the be like, oh my gosh, like, are you Veronica? Like, yeah. I absolutely like loved your video on this. Like me and my mom went to this restaurant and we ordered what you recommended. And I'm like, it's so much more yeah. intentional. And it's like, I would much rather like hear that than like just somebody like, oh, you're from X, Y, and Z, you know? Yeah, and I think everybody should just be authentic and be real. Like I, I had a few celebrities one time, Mila Kunis for one. Oh my instance. gosh. I ran so into cool. her and she's like, she knew my name and it's the thing like the people that watch the show and the people that don't come from my background they think every black guy is the same person most times at least on my season yeah. she knew my name she was like come on are you really a trainer and I think at uh, and my client was like what? he was like no that's Eric my trainer she's like no that's Eric from The Bachelor <laughs> So I was shocked. You're like, me look, who's this fangirl? And I was like, oh, I respect that because she didn't make me feel like she just was watching the show when she she categorized me as... So there's times where, you know, you never know who's watching you. Mm -hmm. You never know impact you're having on a person. You don't know who you're inspiring. You never know. So people don't take your social media following, your platform, the shows you're on, the podcast. Any opportunity you get to be heard, seen, and felt, take advantage of it. Yeah. Because you never know who you're going to inspire, who's going to come across your page, who's going to look up to you. And don't be too cool to be real with people who are bleed and cry and sweat just like you. Exactly. That's why I love the new Instagram feature where you can yeah. put like the AIM chats, like the AIM oh, yeah, chats. Yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. really good at those. Yeah, I always yeah. read yours and I'm like, oh my gosh. Over the past two weeks, I've been reading right. yours and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I love these. It's like really like yeah. affirmation based. Affirmation, yeah. But... Like, I totally agree. I think if you're sharing content that's, like, educational, mm -hmm. entertaining, motivational, inspiring, like, you're doing something right. Yeah. Because even if you're affecting, like, two people, yeah. hell yeah. Because like, it's energy. Listen, people, I don't care how many followers you have or don't have. If your intention is to put out good energy, something positive to impact, to motivate, to inspire, to share love, to share your gift, it's going to come back. Yeah. You know, it's going to come back in some form. I don't know if it's going to come back right away. It might come in an opportunity. You might get one of the biggest celebrities of the world. You may have J-Lo wearing your bikinis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, oh, my but, God. But that's what I'm saying. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how powerful social media is. That's right. how powerful relationships are. That's how powerful having a podcast is. That's how powerful we're in each other's vortex. Right. I met you because of Betsy. Yeah. Shouts out to Betsy. Shout right, out to Betsy. We, we love, love Betsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's a relationship. Right. And relationships run the world. So I always try to tell people, don't take advantage or don't take for granted the things you're given. Yeah. So it's great that you have a podcast. It's great that you do food reviews. It's great that you have a bikini line. It's great that you're an entrepreneur and you're Capricorn. I feel like I'm Let's doing so many it. different things. Yeah. And, and it's great that you left Louisiana. Look yeah. at you. I just like... So I think... I was always really inspired by my dad. Mm -hmm. He, like, was always doing so many different things. He, like, did a lot of, like, architectural work in the French Quarter and was a businessman at one point and loved, like, the jazz industry. He had, like, a jazz hall in New Orleans. Yeah. So I think I always, like, really looked up to him and was, like, I love that he didn't just choose, like, one route yeah. with life. He wore so many different hats and, like, just followed all of his passions. So I think that's what being an entrepreneur is. Like you get the ability to explore every single passion that you have. Yeah. And I feel like I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't explore every single avenue. And maybe not all of them are going to work out, right? Yeah. But at least I'm like experimenting and going through yeah, it and you, going through with yeah, it. And you give yourself, I always tell people, test the universe. 
if you have an idea and you feel compelled to do it, do it. And the universe will tell you if you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. It's Miracle Season, right? It's a brand of mine. It's yeah, that. yeah let's that, talk about it. That name came from the show. Really? I was on After the Final Rolls. I was picked out of 30 guys to be one of the four guys to see Rachel Lindsay before the actual day. Right. So when I was in my trailer in Burbank with my producer, Louie, it's Miracle Season. Kept, I channeled it. Like, it kept coming to me. But it was like out of nowhere. You know how you just like, like your name for your, uh, maybe you gave me the story about your clothing line, your, your yeah, bikini line, the yeah. name, how it came to you. Yeah. So it's Miracle Season came to me and the producer, Louie, was like, bro, I think you should say that if you get on stage like with her and say it. And I said, I'm looking forward to meeting you. It's Miracle Season, something, something, something. And it was like, boom. And it was just like, wow. And then from there, everybody from the cast to the producers to Chris Harrison at the time, Kept saying, hey, Miracle Man, what's up with Miracle Man? It's Miracle Season. So they started using it. And then a year later, someone created a movie called The Miracle Season. So it was like angel numbers for you. Yeah. And actually, I have my it's Miracle Season hat on. When you put in the numbers, because numerology, you know, I'm into that, mm-hmm. it represents 11. And 11 is a master number. It's very like a powerful, illuminated, inspirational number. So it's a Miracle Season is a transformation, a metamorphosis, yeah. a healing frequency. But I say all that to say is that you just never know, right? right? And you never know the impact a word or people or thing is going to have on, like, you know, with your bikini line. Right. We also have swim trunks. I brought some for you, by the way. Let's get it. Yes. I brought a few sizes, so we'll we'll see if you want one. But in my car. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think it's so true. I think divine timing is like Mm -hmm. something that's been really impactful for me. And just like keeping my eyes peeled. If I see like a certain like spew of numbers or if yeah. I like keep seeing this like word repetitively. And like even with this podcast, I was sitting at Bluestone Lane in DC and I was like, what rhymes with martinis? Cause like I'm like a big yeah. dirty martini lover. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like bikinis, like right. that it's makes sense. So, and it know, just like funny. came to yeah. me right there. Cause I always wanted to start a podcast, but I was just like waiting for the right time to like really have the name. And it's just like something that like kind of encompasses everything that I'm right. doing. But I also want to talk about your app like more in depth. So okay. I know that it's like mind, body, spirit. Yeah. So who is like your ideal consumer or like who's the perfect person to like sign up for this app? So for the app, the app is more of a general space for anybody out there who wants to evolve their mind, mm-hmm. their body, and their spirit. So I have, I always say mindset talks, life talks, right? About how not to care about what people think or right. how to get out of your own way and how, how to be fearless. And then I have workouts, Grounding, right? I saw Grounding, that. walking barefooted in nature, meditation, prayer, all these things. So it's Miracle Season app is a way to people to get to the source of me from my perspective to see what I'm about. I have quotes on there, I have workouts, I have challenges, so many things. But it's Miracle Season, a deeper analysis is, like I said, a metamorphosis, a transformation. So when I did go on the show and that name came before I actually went on, I didn't know what I was saying, but it was a foreshadow for me falling in love. Wow. Right? So in order for that to take place, I had to go through a transformation, a metamorphosis, mind, body, spirit. Yeah. So in those 10 weeks, it was challenging. It was uncomfortable. It was overwhelming. I was afraid at times. I wanted to leave. I wanted to give up. I was. I got into it with people at the house. I got into it with Rachel Lindsay at the time. I traveled the world. All these things, right? But on the back end of that, I got the miracle of falling in love for the first time. I got that experience. I went to six countries and all these things. Wow. So a miracle is nothing more than 
you getting that thing you always desired or wanted, but you have to go through some type of process to get it. And usually it's through your mind, (laughs) your body, and your spirit. And so I'm giving people the principles of my miracle to kind of tap into their miracle. And a miracle could be getting a promotion, getting a new job, starting a podcast, getting a bikini line, you know, falling in love with yourself, uh, writing a book. But I think, because like if you think, you know, a woman, she's nine months, you know, has a baby in her womb. And those nine months, she's going through a lot of different changes. Right. But when the baby comes out, that's the miracle. 100%. In order for her to have that, she has to go through this metamorphosis of changes and thoughts and things and emotions to get that. So people download the app. It's, it's available everywhere. Connect yeah. with me, you know, the community chat. Yeah, I got books out. I got everything. I, I just know my purpose here on earth is to help people evolve, right. heal, and transform. I love that. You know, and I want to see people win. I want to see people happy. I think having success, public success, I think is great. But it's not meaningful if you can't share with the people you love and care about or you can't help others in the process. Yeah. Because to have it all and just to be the only one in it, it's not really fulfilling. No. And I want to see everybody excel if they can and want to. And I feel like God has put information in me and experiences to help others. So that's what I'm here to do. I love that. Yeah. Well, on that note, I would love for you to share with the audience and the listeners how they can get in touch, be friends, yeah. get on the app, do your training, yeah, literally all the things. You're yeah. doing so many things. Yeah, I have a lot of things too. I'm like a jack of many trades. That's I love the Pisces that. in me. So yeah, if you go to my Instagram at Eric Bigger, E-R-I-C, B-I-G-G-E-R, click the link tree. You can get some It's Miracle Season merch. Get you a hoodie, get Ooh. you a mug, get you I'm a totally t-shirt. I'm going to get a hat. I'm right. like such a hat girly. I'll uh, get a hat. I have two books. I have 100 Days of Wisdom. You can get that as well off my website. Transformation, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Energy, Change Your Life. That's a workbook. And I also have coaching, one-on-one coaching, you know, mindset coaching, life coaching, where I, usually my clients are high-end. They have successful businesses already, and I help them take their mind and their spirit to a whole nother level. Because people who are good at business, sometimes they're missing, like, the internal part of themselves. I call it spiritual currency. So I I usually have like high ticket where I'm signing people up for six months, every six months at a time. Also have one-on-one sessions. Um, Also, I do personal training. Yeah, I feel like the people on the East Coast would like love to hear about like the virtual training. Yeah, virtual training. So, I mean, you can definitely click the link in my bio. It's in the link tray. And get the link tray. (laughs) In the link tray. And you can DM me and ask me questions because I'm also in the process of creating a, um, a fitness product, right? So I'm pushing out more fitness content now more than ever because... I realize in the fitness space and the health and wellness, it's not enough communication or information about the benefits of fitness. Right. We always talk about what the aesthetics of fitness, like, oh, look at me. How does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. Fitness improves your mentality, how you think, mental health. I'm a big advocate of mental health. So just tap in, you know, engage with my content. You can find me on Twitter, Eric underscore Bigger. You can find me on uh, TikTok at Eric Bigger. You can email me, whatever it is, just connect, download the app. I'm just all about saying people win, fulfilled, and, and happy because we all deserve to feel good. 100%. And it's it's okay, to, you know, to get you a bikini and a martini. You <laughs> or know? swim trunks and a martini. There we go. <laughs> you know, tap in with the content and um, let me know and yes. listen to this podcast. Oh, And yes. share it and let everybody yes. know about Veronica. I'm going to know. Let's no. do it. <laughs> about this conversation. It was so yeah, good. Yeah. And you. I'm so thankful for you. And we're just grateful for the connection that we made. Yes. And that this was able to happen. And I would love for you to leave the listeners mm-hmm. on your favorite quote. 
wow, that's crazy. Something just came to me right before you said that. And the thing that just came to my spirit before she said that was don't be afraid to be yourself. Ooh, we love that. Yeah, like, because I think, and I'll, I'll add to it because I think in my life, because I've been in so many different spaces and places of people, I've played all sides and I've chose to be a different person on all sides. But now I'm at a space where this is who I am. This is what it is. And I'm not trying to protect nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm being myself. I love that. Because when you come from the inner city of Baltimore, but then you get to the ranks of L.A. and Hollywood, you feel like you got to be a different person at some parts. But I'm just me altogether. So people, yeah, don't be afraid to be yourself. I think it's more rewarding, more fulfilling, and more meaningful. And you can go to sleep in peace more times than not. So don't be afraid to be yourself. That's what I would say. Well, thank you so much for opening up, sharing your story, and being vulnerable with us, Eric. And yeah. Thank you. Yes, of course. Thank you, guys. Yes. See you guys next time. Okay, so with all this wellness chit-chat, I figured it would be super helpful to talk about supplements. I love supplements, and I'm always trying new brands and products, but I've been absolutely so loyal to one brand for years, and that brand is Ritual. I'm obsessed with Ritual because their products contain simple, clean ingredients, and they curate the ultimate daily multivitamin for men, women, kids, pregnant women, and postpartum women. They're some of the top scientists in the world. I love their multivitamin, their daily shakes, and they even just came out with a new gut health symbiotic. They use traceable ingredients, they're non-GMO, vegan, and they use no artificial colorants. You can get a monthly subscription so that you can take the worry out of it and get their products delivered straight to your door. So I have a very exciting offer. You can actually get $15 off your purchase by heading to our show notes and tapping on our unique link. Don't miss out on this discount. All you have to do is head to the show notes, tap on the unique link to shop with $15 off. And again, that's $15 off by heading to the show notes and tapping the unique link to shop. Keep your standards high with Ritual.